Hey motherfuckers, it's Jay Prozac and you're in the dummy room. What's up, guys? Dummy Room Punk Rock Podcast, episode 153. Super, super excited about this week. Uh, I got a couple bastard sons of Kiss and the Ramones. Bill McCracken, Spot McCracken. How's it going, dudes? Oh, yeah. Hey, Nathaniel J. Merriweather. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having <laughs> us on, Nate. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, Spot. I haven't seen you in a long time. I haven't seen you you're since... A good, uh, you're a good dog. I haven't seen you since the Stone Age. <laughs> is uh is Spot stuck in the backyard or what? You got him chained up? He's in the proverbial doghouse <laughs> eternally. <laughs> so we got um so we're going to we got a special announcement to make in a little bit here. Um we got maybe two announcements to make. But before maybe, we get maybe, to all that, I just want to kind maybe of uh, three. Maybe three? Oh shit. Maybe you guys got a surprise maybe for me. Huh? Maybe you got like an exclusive. <laughs> I think I got an exclusive, yeah. I think you do. Let me ask you this. Um I want to know I want to know how the McRackens started. Like, I, I've heard Bill and Phil work at a record store, and they're just like, they come up with the idea. But I want to know, like, how the fuck did it become an egg thing? Okay, well, that's why me and Spud are on here, to <laughs> debunk all Phil's lies and untruths when he was on last time. <laughs> just, yeah. just joking. We're just joking with you, Nate. Phil told the story. You know, we worked in a record store, and we were huge fans of the Ramones and, and Kiss, and... We decided to merge the two together, and uh, one day Phil Phil was drawing on this piece of paper these, these weird characters with these X's and a cracked mo- mouth, and I said, "Hey, we should we should wear masks like that or makeup or something," and uh, we did. And I think we were going to be called some. I think we were going to be called um, Crackhead or something first. I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh, everyone used to call Billy. Where we work, Billy this, Billy that. That's Billy. So, uh, and then we we thought of Phil McCracken, and then, hey, we should call the band Phil McCracken. Get it? Get it? <laughs> and then I said, hey, let's spell it with one L just to be retarded. And then let's I'll be Bill because it rhymes with Phil, and and let's have that with one L as well. So it was high concept. But yeah, Spot wasn't in the band right away. Spot, were you friends with them from yeah. the beginning? Well, I, I've Bill and I played in a band. You know, in the early '90s, and then I I knew okay. I knew Bill. I think we met what 1988. Yeah, '88. Yeah. Yeah, that's when we first met. When we were our bands at the time were playing this uh, this place called the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver, and we met. Uh, his band was playing with my band, and we were shooting the shit before uh, before he went on, and then we became <sighs> friends after that. Was this the uh, the hard rock days? Could be, could be the hard rock days. <laughs> so let me ask you you replaced tommy the chicken right yeah so you come in were you like i'm not gonna be a fucking chicken i gotta be something different how did you choose to be a dog 
Well, so <laughs> I, I think I got it. Bill asked me if I wanted to join, and you know, we talked about it a bit. And then I said, okay, let, let's do it. And then we had like a slew of gigs, like pretty much, you know. I like think, within a week of you joining, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, it was around, because I remember I had to learn all the songs really fast. And then we had like four <laughs> shows in the span of about three weeks. And then so the first show we did at this club, I didn't have any makeup on. And so I I got a, a like pantyhose, nylons, and then I stuffed uh, paper into the top of the pantyhose and then I put it over my head. And I made cheat sheet notes because I didn't really know the songs that well. And then, of course, when I had the pantyhose over my face, I couldn't read the cheat sheet. <laughs> and then they called me... Uh, they introduced me as Scoliosis McCracken. That, that's what that's what you wanted to be named. We asked you. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, I think we decided that backstage. And one then, of the one of the best rock names ever, I think. <laughs> and, then, and then, so I think I think the the last show out of the four, or maybe it was the third. Uh, you guys said well, I needed to get like do the makeup, and then so they asked me. And this has always been like a question in magazines and whatnot for years. You know, how did it go from a chicken to a dog? <laughs> and it was because they asked me what I wanted to be. And I went, well, Peter Chris was a cat. I'll just be a dog. There and that was nice. as, it's as simple as that. It's a pretty good answer, actually. It's recently come out that if Bruce Kulik was going to wear makeup, he was going to be a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Have you I, seen that? I posted that uh, yesterday. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I bet that Jason's knew that. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, so what is AC? AC is uh, the new member of the McCrackens. He's the fourth member. <laughs> yeah, but what is it? Is he oh, he's, half egg, he's half e man? Yeah, he's eggicidal. <laughs> you know what? You know what? If it wasn't for AC, AC we wouldn't be talking to you because no. he, he, like, <laughs> He like organizes us. He's like he's basically the manager, man. He okay. we wouldn't have done Raduno without him. This live record wouldn't have come out without him. He organized everything, put all got all labels together, and did everything, man. We, he's we a machine. Love the guy. He's a machine. Yeah, we're old eggs, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard, hard to get us motivated these days, but he he keeps on top of us. Yeah, I just assume it's because he's the young guy and has energy and <laughs> cares a little more. Well, he's he's not that he's not that young, Nate. Come on. <laughs> Let me ask you about your egg eggshell helmets. Do you guys make those yourself? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's kind of a transformation. We don't make them. They just like appear on our heads. Yeah. How many have there been? Is it you guys have been wearing the same ones for 25 years, have you? No. No, there's probably been half a dozen. Oh, nice. Four, four or six. Phil Phil usually made them. I think I made them a couple times, but yeah. We're paper mache experts at this point. <laughs> In the '90s, when when the money was rolling in, we had uh, some, some couture, some haute couture uh, uh, shops that would uh, build them for us. Like Chanel, I think, uh, did a couple of the shells. Uh, Valentino, that's right, teenage Valentino. But yeah, that was with the high gloss shine on them. Yeah, that yeah. was when the money was rolling in. Yeah, when we were getting the Green Day money. <laughs> 
How do those uh, transport? Eas- they transport easily on a plane and stuff? Do you got special uh, road cases for them and shit? Or oh, what? We just th- throw them in our, <laughs> in our carry- carry-ons, yeah. Wear them at times is on the plane. People thought that I was pretty good. <laughs> We'd be sitting there in our seats with the helmets on, drinking beers. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I, I always thought it was cool. Well, I didn't think it was cool. Your, the Colorado van crash, I didn't think it was cool, but um, you guys played just a handful of shows in the States, and Phil said you guys never really went east into Canada. Like, you didn't make it past, like, Calgary or Edmonton or something, but... So you guys never toured Canada? Yeah, so we, we only did, uh, like... Uh, in Canada, we only did uh, the island, Vancouver Island, big island just off off the coast of uh, of BC or Vancouver, and then we did uh, I think a few shows in Washington State, and then uh, we did the the you know the shortened tour because we rolled the van, but we were supposed to go uh, from Seattle all the way to New York, and we were supposed to CBGBs. And uh, we rolled the van. It was a complete write-off, and uh, didn't really have the, the cash to to get another van. We were, we were kind of traumatized by the whole thing too. So we just we ended up having to cancel the tour after we played in uh, Denver. And then we did you know Europe, did two European tours. Actually, we were supposed to do three. We were supposed to do another European tour in 2010 after it ain't, it ain't over easy came out, but. Um, the whole financial meltdown happened, and then we couldn't really secure the same uh, uh, deal that we got in uh, 2007. Nobody wanted two, two eggs and a dog. <laughs> Shedding one tear. <laughs> it's crazy that because you guys had so many albums, it seems like everyone has released one. Everyone knows the McCrackens, but you guys never really, you know, you never toured the States. You never even toured your own country. It's crazy. Definitely have ne- not played as much as we've the records we put out, which is cool. I, I started the band because we wanted to put out as many records as possible, and I think we kind of kind of accomplished that, and we're still going. I think I tallied up uh, between 1995 and 96. We released with CDs, LPs, and comps, and seven <laughs> inches. It was uh, 27 different releases and those first two years <laughs> that's nuts which is crazy hey nate you know you, you, you've probably heard of the band bum power pop band yeah yeah well my my buddy graham he was a drummer for that band he's also in the smugglers yeah and that we played in bands together when i was a kid when i was like 14 years old and said so we were, we had a band called the vandals and and uh before we even knew of the vandals down in in california <laughs> and we used to we used to play pistols clash and and ramones covers and uh when he joined Bama, I was kind of jealous because they started putting out all these records and seven inches and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, I want to do that. So that's basically the, the impetus of starting the, the McCrackens. And then we, 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 we basically followed their, their template, even got on some of the same labels as them and stuff. You remember the first song you wrote for the McCrackens? Uh, yeah, Dr. Giggles. So how was that? I mean, did you guys know right away, like you and Phil are at the record store. You're like, we're going to start this band and we're going to be eggs and blah, blah, blah. Um, did you know, like, like you were going to start writing songs out of a fucking movie book? Was that right away? Like part of the whole thing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause that's, that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. And do, how many of the songs have anything to do with the movie? Actually, a lot of them do. Oh, quite a few. Do they? Okay. R- roughly, roughly based on the theme. Some of them. 
Because I look at the song titles and I'm like, I don't even know half these movies, you know? Like off the first record, Slapshot, maybe that's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you about the wrestling thing that Spot and Phil did. I can't comment on that. I had no part of it, so Spot can answer that. You're not into wrestling or anything? That's why you just didn't want to do it or what? I don't know why you're I didn't s- want to do it. You're scared. I was scared, yeah. <laughs> so how'd that happen, Spot? Uh, well, uh, Kenny Lush, Kenny the Loose Cannon Lush, who uh, Phil and I played in with uh, the Retredge, which is sort of like a... a the side side band of the mm-hmm. McCrackens when, when we got downtime. Uh, you, Kenny plays with us. And... <laughs> <laughs> we never quit. We were on hiatus. <laughs> but so we we uh, uh, Kenny was in the retreads in uh, 2004 or something like that. And um, so, but he's he's also a professional wrestler. And then he got, he sort of went out of wrestling for a bit and then he got back into it. And then, uh, and then he was, uh, wrestling in the extreme Canadian championship wrestling league. And then he asked us, uh, one day out of the blue, if, uh, we wanted to come down and sort of partake in, uh, you know, the sort of antics that are going on, uh, during a match. And then it just sort of like, we went down and did this one thing. And then, and then he wanted us to actually be in the match. And then Phil was actually in a tag team, uh, tag team match. And I was like Phil's manager, you know, <laughs> pacing, around, pacing around the ring and whatnot. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, but and then you got pummeled too, right? Yeah, well, yeah. So th- this guy that was, uh, I think, uh, Rocket Randy Tyler and Ladies Choice were the wrestlers that uh, that that were in there. And then they they invited you can you can check it out on YouTube. Uh, they invited us up into the ring, and then uh, uh, Randy was saying hey, he was a huge fan of ours, and he wanted to 
to us to sign his acoustic guitar. And then, so we did that and, you know, and then, uh, we turned around and then he took the guitar and, and bashed it over Phil's back. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> that was, that was the first time we were there. And then the second time was when, uh, Phil actually had the match. And then, but this, this lady's choice guy said, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, pretend like, uh, you know, I'm going to kick you out of the, out of the, out of the ring. But then he actually, he actually kind of smoked me in the head when, uh, <laughs> and the whole thing was going down. So it was pretty funny. I wasn't expecting it. Was, was Phil trained at all in like anything like this? Or was it just all just sort of, it was, it was fucking hilarious. Like, so <laughs> we're in the back and they're telling them, you know, the, the sort of the, the story, what's happening. And the, the, I can't remember the other wrestler's name. And he's, he's telling Phil, this is what you got to do, blah, blah, blah. And then Phil just looked like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> he's, not, he's not absorbing anything. And I'm just sitting there laughing. But no, he did really good. Like, he, he, you know, I guess he remembered some of it. But uh, uh, yeah, he was like, total, afterwards, he was totally stoked. And that was really cool. We all went out for like pizza afterwards. And uh, those guys were like super nice guys. Hey, pizza! Did you guys get anything from that? Oh, we, we got a championship belt. <laughs> no, we didn't. Bill, let me ask you about your um, your solo album. Yeah. 90, what, 96? 97. 97, right? 97, yeah. Dude, I fucking love that record. What I loved about it, well, I, looked, I still listen to that same copy that I had. I got the clear one, you know? Yeah. And um, still a great album. Thanks, and, and honestly, I don't, I don't... Maybe I'm an asshole for doing this, but I never really separated it from the McRackens catalog because it sounds, you know, it sounds like a McRackens record to me. But um, what was the deal with what? that? Like, how come, <laughs> you know, how come how come that was not a McRackens record? Did you kick Phil and, and Spot out for a while or what? No, they they kind of did the, we like I just said, they did the retreads thing. <laughs> okay. They took a hiatus. <laughs> While they're fucking wrestling, you're, you're uh, making a killer record. Yeah, and yeah, Shredder said, "Why don't you do a solo record?" So I, I tried it. Yep, I loved it, dude. It's a great one. Thanks. Some of Thanks. Uh, a couple of my favorite songs that you've written are on there. We ever gonna get another one out of you? I'd like to re. <laughs> I'd like to actually re- remaster that one and re-release it at some point. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't really happy with the mastering job at the time, but I think it sounds killer, yeah. dude. So that leads me to the, my question. I've been seeing this shit with uh, Spot. You've been teasing a, your solo album. Yeah, that should be... Uh, it's being mixed right now in Norway. And uh, uh, it should be out... I'm hoping uh, early fall. That's that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, that's got, cool. Uh, I've got a few, few labels that are interested in putting it out. So, um, yeah, w- w- never intended on recording... The album but uh, i was just going to do a couple of songs and then that became like okay well maybe i'll do four songs because phil did four or five for his ep so i'll do something similar and then a, a buddy of mine chris uh in norway that uh i've been good friends with for years he actually got us a gig uh, when we did our european tour he got us a gig in oslo um he convinced me to do a a, a whole album and he told you you got to one up phil <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay, if I'm going to do the whole album, I'm going to go all in. So I got uh, Bill played on a bunch of songs. Uh, Phil played on a song. AC played on a song. Uh, Jay Prozac played on a song. And uh, Chris, uh, Chris Damien Dahl, 
my friend in Norway, he played on a couple songs. And, uh, and Woody McWood, uh, uh, my guitar player in my other band, uh, he played on a few songs as well. So I got like a bunch of different guys playing on it. And uh, I'm super happy with the way it turned out. It was, yeah. turned out really Hey, wait till you hear this shit. There's some fucking hits, man. I've heard I've heard one song on it. Spot was only nice enough to send me one song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's te- he's teasing you like a dog would. <laughs> Can we check one out? Yeah, and the, this song. So this song, uh, Bill plays. Bill plays bass and uh, and all the guitars. And AC played rhythm guitar as well on it. I played drums and sang. Bill's got a little singing part, Bill's- right? Yeah, and Bill Bill sang. Uh, he did this, the second verse for this, so it, it's a really cool tune. It's all about our our experience of Reduno, good and bad. Yeah, it's called Y O Y V R. Yeah. All right, let's check this out. So, so what is what is YOYVR? It's the uh, call letters for the Vancouver International Airport. It's done in like an acronym kind of thing. So it's YOYVR. But uh, originally this song was Y, you know, W-H-Y-O-Y-V-R. Uh, I and it you. was, uh, 
you know, it's kind of like, you know, why, why Vancouver airport are you giving us such grief? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so it was, it was about, you know, our, our insane delays that we had to Reduno and back. We had delays too, but going there was insane. We almost didn't, we almost didn't make the festival. Yeah. And well, then, yeah. We, we, we caught the last half of the set of vapid. Luckily, like, yeah. Oh, the fucking, we got there at like 11.30 that yeah, night or that, something. Yeah, on, on Friday night. We left Thursday morning and got there Friday night. Yeah. So it was like a crazy long, long uh, trip to get there with just mega delays. With no instruments. Yeah, you lost, they, they lost everything or what? I remember hearing about this. We, we took all the guitars and they lost them all. So we had to, had to borrow at Reduno, which kind of sucked, but we made do, yeah. The merch was with the guitars, and for some reason, the merch didn't get lost, fortunately, because we, we sold a shit ton of merch when we were there. Have, has all the gear been recovered since? Yeah, they, it, oh. we got them about a, we, They all got returned to Canada about a month later. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, AC, yeah. He, was just, he was just putting in his claim with Air Canada because his guitar was the last one to show up. And then just as he was putting in his claim, they said, oh, we, we found your guitar. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> the weird thing is they scan everything, right? So you, know, you got to wonder like how they would actually lose it. They got to know where it's going to. But yeah, that was a gong show. But it, it was awesome, though. I mean, we saw so many people that uh, you know, we knew 20 Blows guys that we toured all over Europe with. Most of them were there, and so it was great to see them. And, and uh, Ole O'Brien, who's done a bunch of artwork yeah, for us. He's awesome. Got to that, meet that's him. the first time we met him in person, yeah. Yeah. And then Mike Romer, who's I think on the Dummy Room, uh, Dummy Room uh, Facebook group. Oh yeah. Uh, Mike came and saw us in 2005. He flew all the way from New Jersey to uh, to Vancouver when we did our first sort of, you know, get back together show. And we disappointed him because we didn't wear makeup, <laughs> and that was a big fucking mistake. Yeah, that was one of the only. That was that wasn't the McCrackens. That was the McCrackens cover band. Same when we opened up for Bottle Rocket. Same year, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah what'd you guys decide to do that for? I don't know. Just being lazy. Yeah, I, don't know. I think we're just lazy. We did like <laughs> <laughs> it is a pain in the ass sometimes, but So in those early days I know like you guys have talked about that before, like how you used to try to do the kiss thing where you'd wear a mask, like even a sound check. Um Yeah, yeah. When you guys showed up at the gig though, were you in costume before you played and then after too, or did you did no, you no. But, but we did have this, th this was like in 95, I think, when we, we played this show at this place called The Hungry Eye, and then it was kind of in a dodgy area of town, and then there was a pharmacy right next to it, and <laughs> and then we were loading the gear in and out, and we had Bella Clavas on, so like, you know, the... Uh, or they were orange. Okay. Yeah. And orange. <laughs> orange Bella Clavas. And then, so I was in the club, and I was like, I had just got into like you know, taking some of my drums in and then I was coming out and then somebody that we knew said, Oh, uh, uh, Phil and Bill are like getting totally harassed by the cops. So <laughs> back and I went, Oh, okay. So that I went out back and no bullshit. The cop had his, his gun drawn and he's yelling at Bill to take <laughs> off the belt of clava. And then <laughs> Bill is gone. Bill is going, we're just a band, we're just a band. And then this cop goes, I don't give a, <laughs> You're the Rolling Stones. He goes, take the fucking Bella Clava. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bill's like, take it off, take it off. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, kind of scary. scary. Yeah. 
That's fucking hilarious. Is that the is that the like craziest moment that you've ever had with the masks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Not sure. And it, it was because there somebody had called and thought they uh, the pharmacy was being ripped off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. You imagine a masked intruder playing that show like back oh, in the day. Fuck. Those guys would be in. Those guys would still be in prison up here. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, that's I, Phil told me that story too, and I just thought it was great. You know. So it, when you guys show up to Italy with with you know this past year this past one like two years ago yeah two years ago already yeah yeah we yeah, skipped a year yeah. we lost a year so it's hard yeah, that's to true. that's right a time vortex so that was <laughs> um like you guys that I think a lot of people were excited I didn't go to Reduno but I was like excited because it was like I fucking love McCracken's like you know I was excited for you guys to be playing such a cool fest but I mean just. How is that environment over there? Is that just like everyone has to know you guys and love you guys over there, right? It's it was fun, yeah, and it'll it'll we you know we've had a few releases in Italy and stuff, so yeah, um, a lot of people seem to like us there, and yeah, we, when we set up the merch and that night, we took pictures with like tons of people. Everyone wanted a picture with with the freaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. It was fun. It, the only thing was the instruments and all that stuff, but all that all that made up for it. We got to see a bunch of our friends and stuff. It was great. And that was your first show in ten years. Yeah, we hadn't played. We haven't. Oh, we haven't played since then either. But 2010, <laughs> our CD, or what? It ain't over easy CD release. We hadn't played yeah. since then. Yeah. Because we were we were supposed to do we did the release party and then we were supposed to do another three week tour of Europe. Uh, that, actually, that's right. You well, already, in, yeah. In April, I think we were supposed to go to Europe and then it got uh, it got canceled like three weeks before we were supposed to leave, which sucked. But what can you do? So yeah, I, I didn't I didn't realize that though. You guys hadn't played a show in ten years. That's that's cool. What a show to play though. You know. Uh, that 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 festival is just awesome, man. So many cool bands and the people and the whole vibe of the site. It's it's just incredible. Yeah, that's so much yeah. fun. And and I, it's too bad I quit drinking two weeks before going there. <laughs> I probably would have had way more fun if I could have indulged there. <laughs> I remember going into the. They had like a, a special area for the bands, which was in one of the buildings, and uh, they had like nonstop food in there. And just like flats and flats and flats of beer, so we took full full advantage of that. Unfortunately, Bill didn't. But yeah, you know, you yeah. know what? I, I regret a lot of stuff actually about that because <laughs> I, I really wanted to talk to fucking Dan Vapid, and uh, I was fucking sober and fuck. I, I remember him sitting late just across at some picnic table when we were in that back room. And I wanted to go and talk to him, but I fucking didn't have the guts. And same with Penelope from Avengers. I wanted to talk to her, but so yeah, I blame the beer lack of beer for not being able to do that <laughs> needed that extra liquid encouragement huh yeah yeah um and there's a there's a line in the uh in that yoy vr song uh that bill's bill says and it's like uh doors o- i think it's doors open 3 a.m uh what the fuck oh no what is it Kurt Baker combo what the fuck so <laughs> yeah that was a good one what that was was we were in we thought we were going to be in a hotel but we ended up being in like uh like there was a hostel for all the bands and uh so we ended up everybody was asleep and we were like dead tired and this room was just like face peeling hot 
and we, we didn't realize that the doors actually opened until the next morning. And uh, <laughs> about three o'clock in the morning, I was actually awake because I couldn't sleep. And then the doors started opening. I'm like, what the fuck is who's breaking into our room? Yeah. And these guys walked in and and then I'm like, hello? And then like, uh, hello, who's in here? And I'm like, well, you're in our room, dude. And then so we turn on the lights. And then I'm like, that guy looks familiar. And then, uh, and I'm, so we ended up getting into into a bit of a back and forth. And like, you know, they must have got you in the wrong room. And then ten minutes later, the, they came back up with the concierge for the hostel, and he's like, "Oh no, uh, you're sharing the room with these guys." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, well, I'll <laughs> be told that." And it was all cool, but it was just kind of like we thought we were being robbed at first. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Kurt Baker, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had been driving, and they had been driving for like 17 hours or something insane like that. Yeah, so they, they were they, they were totally late getting there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they were super bagged. So we're like, okay, well, let's sort it out in the morning. No big deal. Yeah, it's all good. Kurt's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. Man. Well, 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 well. Hey, it's Kurt Baker, and you are listening to the Dummy Room. Don't be a dummy, but stay in the room. <laughs> So can we just announce this thing, this live record? So uh, we recorded uh, the live record of Reduno, and we mixed it up, and um, it's being released. Let me look at the cheat sheets here. Uh, pre-orders start on May 24th. Release date is on June 4th. And the vinyl, holy shit, the vinyl's being put out by a ton of different labels. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. Um, I think I know them if you need help. Yeah, do you want to do it, Nate? <laughs> uh, I can't tell you all the colors of vinyl because there's all kinds of crazy variants. But um, Yeah, there is. There is. Uh, They're all seven colors. Seven different ones. All right, so yeah. let me see. I'm good. This is off the top of my head. See if I remember. Monster Zero is involved. Yeah. Um, Punk yep. Rock Reduno is involved. Yeah. Mom's yep. Basement, Cellar Dwellers. Yeah. Endless Detention in Australia. My buddy Craig. What's up, Craig? Craig. Uh, Council Pop. And yeah, the UK. It wa- I, I don't know anybody else. I forget. Oh yeah, you guys are you guys got the egg ones. They look like eggs. And some some fucking label is putting out the C D as well. Yeah. I, I don't know who the hell that some is. Complete... Do, you know, do you know Nate? I he's a moron. Some guy in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. AC hey, Pizza a- AC hit me up one day. He's like, You wanna do the C D and I'm like, uh McRackens? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah, thanks for doing that, man. And CD turned out really good, too. I just listened to it. It looks cool. And this whole thing, dude, this artwork, I got to say, like, uh, how is how have you guys not done this alive spoof before? Like, this well, is, you know like, what? the ultimate alive thing. This this is our ultimate tribute to Kiss, basically. Yeah. Yo, Jasons, check it out. I think you topped the Jasons on this one. People when they see the, uh, when they see the labels. <laughs> oh, yeah, even the labels, yeah. yeah. We did the t- Casablanca labels and everything. Also got also got to mention it's on cassette and your favorite eight track as well. Yes, this has to be the first record in I don't know maybe ever to hit every format. Yeah, you're right, and first record in ten years, eleven years actually. Yeah, from you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I gotta say, dude, I listened to it three times today at work, and I fucking love it. 
Like, I don't awesome. know, like, maybe the best sounding live record I've ever heard. <laughs> awesome, thanks. Um, but it's it, it really is. It's like a greatest hits for the McRackens. Just, just crazy cool, man. I fucking love it. Great song selection. Thanks. How'd you guys thanks. choose the songs that year? Yeah, we, we we tried to pick a few from every every release. Yeah, the last years. Yeah. yeah, and I don't have it right in front of me, so I can't. I'm gonna tell you my favorite. One second here. There's some crazy vinyl colors. It's yeah, yeah. super cool. <laughs> I'm looking at those too. It's nuts. Yeah, uh, and, and we got to thank AC for putting all that together because yeah, AC he, did. He, like, he was a mastermind for sure. Yeah, he he worked his ass off doing all the uh, the layouts and everything. I you know all the labels. Like he did a shit ton of work on this. So mad props to AC. Yeah, we might give him a beer or two. We <laughs> might give him a hug. <laughs> now AC's been great ever since. I mean, he's been a supporter of the show from day one. Him and Phil appreciate it. But now, nah, anytime I have a question or anything about you guys, he's like, he's it's like he's waiting for me to to message him <laughs> or something. You know, it's great. <laughs> I'm not gonna go down to the song list, but um, all the hits are here, dude. Candy, Teenage Valentino, Pollyanna. Uh, yeah, some uh, of, oh. some of the so- some of the songs are the first time they've ever been played live. Like like. Or recorded like Candy and Candy and and Teenage Valentino and stuff like that. Phil's vocal debut. <laughs> yep, Phil's vocal debut. He did pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah, it turned out good. <laughs> so now I'm I'm pretty excited about it, man. I'm 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 excited to be involved with you guys. Yeah, we're we're, yeah, we're well, fucking honored to have you involved. Yeah, we appreciate the support. Yeah. Can we play one off of it? We can play one off of it, right? Sure. Of course, of course. Play them all, man. <laughs> Play the whole album. Here you go. Uh, away. What do you guys like? Let me ask you. Let me ask you guys. Like, what are your favorite? Maybe not just your favorite uh, McRackens albums, but what are your? What album maybe do you feel best represents McRackens? You go first, but because I have my favorite. Uh, I would say. I'm gonna say stupid. Oh yeah, the stupid. I'm gonna say stupid just because stupid has some, you know, total burners on it. Yeah. And then there's some really good, really good, like sort of mid-tempo songs like Saving Grace. Yeah. And uh, well, even no, Rebecca's not really mid-tempo, but I don't. Know, I just that album probably because it's the first album I played on. It, it's it means a little more to me than some of the others. And probably so, the best best artwork out of all of them. It's really yeah. cool. There's a guy that, uh, that worked for Disney and Marvel Comics that did that. So, yeah, that one was no, – that artwork is was incredible. Was it Pat McEwen? Pat McEwen, yeah. 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 yeah, that one's exceptionally fucking awesome. And the, and the remaster sounds awesome. Like, it, the, when we originally got that mastered, uh, it was mastered really quiet. So the the remaster that came out on cassette and it's on streaming, it sounds miles better. It's just way way fuller sounding. Same with what came first. Nah, I, fuck it, stupid's a great record. Not my favorite, but it's fucking awesome, dude. Probably "Boy Next Door" is probably my favorite song on there. Yeah, yeah. that was the trilogy of serial killer songs. <laughs> is that a, is that part of a trilogy? Yeah. What did I miss? Yeah, Willie Killigan, um, "Boy Next Door." And, uh, damn, what was the other one, Spot? <laughs> there was another one. Mickey and Mallory? Uh, maybe. I no, can't... I think there was one other one. Yeah. Dr. Gibbs. No, no, there was another one, but 
Who cares? <laughs> yeah, well, what, it, what's yours, Bill? My favorite one? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like the, <laughs> I like the so I I like the songs on In on the Yoke, and that was probably our best selling record. On yeah. Shredder. Um, but I I wasn't a hundred percent stoked on the production of it. But I think some of the songs are are cool. Definitely. But for, pr- for production, I think um, it ain't over easy. Our last one was probably the yeah, best now that's, studio album. That's that's one of my favorite albums that we did. It ain't over easy. Just and, and thanks for thanks for doing a show on that one. Oh, yeah. That was awesome yeah, of you. That was great. I couldn't believe you did that. <laughs> Dude, that I, that's not even my favorite record, but probably the best. Yeah, your production wise, that's yeah the best one. I think. Well, wait, wait till you hear the new stuff. I can't wait <laughs> to hear the new stuff. Um, my favorite though. New stuff. <laughs> what? 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 My favorite. Another announcement. I've said it a million times. Exit, dude. Fucking love that record. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Always like, there's they're all bangers on that one. Love every song on it. I don't know what it was like that time. I remember my daughter was she was born just the year before that, you know. So I was at home a lot. And I just remember listening to that album all the time. Yeah, that that album was weird. It was like we weren't really doing much around that. Like we didn't tour for it. We didn't we didn't do any live shows for it or anything. Even in Vancouver, it was sort of just an album we did. And uh, Jason at Cheap State Cheapskate Records put that out, and it was pretty cool. And that's how I met Jay from the Prozacs and stuff. So yeah, it was it was fun. Besides the Ramones album, was that the only album that you guys were actually on the cover? The rest are cartoons, right? No. Yeah. Uh, oh, you mean like an actual photograph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, just a... I think you're right. I think you're right. right. Oh, no, no, a bat out of shell. There's a little photo of this, isn't there? Oh, that's right, yeah. That yeah. is. Coming out of the, some can. Oh, some yeah, 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 can yeah, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that counts. I'm not going to count that. I'll count it. Okay. Fuck it. It's a, that's a cool cover, actually. You can count it. We're actually uh, so while you're talking about releases, we've been approached by a few labels that we're we're gonna release some of the stuff that has never come out on on vinyl. Yeah. So we're looking at we're looking at Badass Show. We're looking at um, what came first, the very first one. Um, we're looking exit. at l- looking at Exit. We're looking at um, the Doubtfire. Doubtfire will be out later this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a cool record, man. Is that yeah? Is that, that was fun. I'm friends with Jay. Um, is that something like you had thought about doing in the past, and Jay just happened to be the you know the guy to do it with you, or was that just completely no, no. off the cuff? I think it was off the cuff. We just started talking one day on was it Fate? What was that? MySpace, I think it was. Damn, right, MySpace back in the day. Yeah. And I remember messaging him saying, "Hey, label mate." And uh, yeah, we just sort of got. We should write some stuff together, and yeah, just snowballed. And, and it, yeah, it turned out good. It was super fun because he came out here for a week. He flew out to Vancouver, and his, I just moved into a new place and set up my studio. First, first album I'd ever re- used Pro Tools on. I, I bought a new rig, so I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, he came out for a week, and we had fun and and filling the spot. And AC came over, and we partied with Jay, and and we worked on the album like six, seven days, like twelve hours a day, and did everything and it was it was super fun. I'd never done anything like that before. So that's coming out on vinyl, huh? Yeah, but it's be, it's okay. being remastered because I was never happy with the the mastering of it. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that because the, the cover art on that was really cool. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see it on a as a 12 inch. 
Well, that's awesome. I didn't know that, so that's a surprise for me. Surprise, Nathaniel! I'll have to, I'll have to get a hold of Jay and ask him why he's not leaking all this shit to me. <laughs> nah. So maybe, I, maybe I wasn't supposed to. I don't know. That's cool. Jay's not gonna care. We got. Let's go back to the live records. We never played a song. Um, let's, can we just do Pollyanna? Yeah. Sure. This next one's about a little punk rock girl we know. Name Pollyanna. This one. Oh, what you say, She's a fucking love that song man i gotta hear it again we're we supposed to do a video for that one spot we did do a video oh we did <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah you're right goat with the ghost I was, think, I was thinking of something else. i was thinking of something else sorry you were thinking of spud gun no i was thinking about pollyanna but yeah i forgot we did it <laughs> what's your guys favorite video you did we haven't done many but candy for sure for me candy yeah, yeah. Andy was that was a total surprise. We went in and did our live shots in this warehouse, which which looked awesome. And, and um, we didn't know we gave them carte blanche to do anything they wanted for the storyline. And we didn't know anything about it until we saw the final cut. So it was kind of shocking, but cool. It looked it looked <laughs> totally looked pro. The back alley blowjob uh, <laughs> made me laugh very heartily. Yeah. Yeah, so what did you guys think of that when you first saw it? You had no idea that was in there? No, I, no like, idea. I, I was I, I was kind of shocked. I'm like, how am I going to show my kid this video? <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I was like laughing for about five minutes after I saw it. I thought it was hilarious. I, I, but same thing, I was like, oh, I guess I won't be showing my parents this. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys both have kids? I don't, but Bill does. Bill, so what, is, what, is, what do your kids think of McCracken's... Oh, she just turned 13, so she's kind of cool, and she plays guitar. And nice. Yeah, she's kind of she kind of likes it. Yeah, I gave her one of the CDs that AC just gave me, and she was totally stoked on that. She make fun of you for putting on an egg costume every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, when I'm when I'm putting her to bed and stuff, she kind of freaks her out. <laughs> like you got quite the history. Yeah, 27 years, That's man. Absolutely yeah. not. You know, you know what I always say. We we we've done. Uh, more than a lot of bands, but less than a lot, and we just we're 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 supposed to be, and we put out a lot of records and had fun, and we're 
we still do it because we're having fun with it. And we're, and we're all good friends, too. Yeah, we're, we're all best buddies, so that, that's the main thing. It gives us an excuse to get together. The pet shop boys of pop punk. <laughs> How did you guys play so well in Italy if you guys hadn't played in 10 years? Oh, fuck. Yeah, we, we rehearsed for three months, man. Did you really? Yeah. Of course. Okay. We hadn't played it for fucking 10 years, yeah, man. Yeah. We had to. I had to get the stamina back. And, he, and even that fucked everything up with the fucking other, other instruments we had to use. Threw us off, you know? Yeah. But I got I got to use Joe Queer, one of Joe Queer's Fender guitars that, that they had given Reduno or whatever. That's what I used, so that was cool. Cool. So they just have that sitting aside. That's like the spare. So. <laughs> yeah, that that was one. That was one of the spares for anyone to use. Yeah, the the yellow Fender, and it sounded good too. That's awesome. Do you guys play with um, any other bands? I mean, I know Spot does, but Bill, you've been playing with anybody in the last ten years, or any no, kind of solo no. shit, just home recording stuff. No. Yeah, just I, I recorded some stuff with my kid and. And uh, stuff like that. last thing, last album I recorded was uh, was the Dope Fire, like 2014 or whatever it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we've have been busy during this pandemic, and, and I will announce right now that we we got um, we we're working on a pandemic record that we're hoping <laughs> we can find someone to put out next year. Um, it's almost finished, ten songs, and. Also, the, uh, the long lost album that we started recording nine years ago, um, we kind of got a three year plan, and that one we we're going to put out in 2024 for our thirtieth anniversary. That's crazy, thirty years. <laughs> and so, like twenty twenty about twenty four new songs, yeah, Holy in total. Shit, and they're they're good. That's good news. And it's going to be the best production out of any album we've done both of these yeah let me see what you guys think i got a couple album titles for you guys oh yeah a couple ideas okay i don't know how good these are so don't laugh too hard okay so let's do like a sci-fi <laughs> mcrackens record we'll call it <laughs> extraterrestrial encounter that's not no? that's not bad Is that not bad that's not okay actually he's he spot that's really good write it down hey nate that sucks you don't like that at all <laughs> okay well that was the worst one so the next one is a really good idea and i think you guys will like this one but so we take the best of the bill mccracken record we take the best of phil mccracken and we take the best of spot the best oh, of the cool. solo albums and we call it extra curricular activity are you putting that out? I like that. <laughs> Dude, I like that. I thought of that last week. Like that is fucking cool. Are you putting it out? Like it. Can we sign you up? <laughs> I'll put that out. <laughs> Four album deal signing bonus? Four album deal. <laughs> Just like the old days, right? Get some new of, helmets and everything. Got a signing bonus, Nate. <laughs> you just get a... Out of G's? You get, a, you get free beer. He'll, he'll give us a six-pack of old mill. <laughs> Labats. Labats. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got live record we got which is fucking awesome um you know what ac sent over a cool little radio promo can i say something about that yeah uh my buddy jesse the coachman rankin he did the voiceovers in the ad for us for free of charge and i just want to give a big shout out to him because it, it he, he's got he's got the voice <laughs> <laughs> sounds awesome man looks like we're gonna have a punk rock party here tonight You've waited two years to hear it. Canadian pop punk legends, the McCrackens, Eggs Alive in Italy. The most exciting live performances in their 27 year history. 
16 classic bubble punk anthems One hot summer night in Italy Bill, Phil, Spot, and AC The McCrackens It's alive in Italy Hard boiled to the core Three chords and never more Get cracking with the McCrackens It's alive in Italy a limited pressing of 300 gramophone records, seven different colorways. Available from Mom's Cellar Dwellers, Mom's Basement Records USA, Monster Zero Records Austria, Punk Rock Verduno Records Italy, Council Pop Records United Kingdom, Endless Detention Records Australia, and directly from the band. You know, the whole thing is a Kiss tribute. Yeah. So look on YouTube and look at some of the old Dynasty and stuff TV advertisements. It's almost identical. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys did it perfectly. The album artwork is unbelievable. The artwork was done by... Paulo, I can't remember his last name. Uh, Brazilian guy. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit, I can't remember his last name. He's in, the, he's in a pop punk band, too, in Brazil, I think, right? Is that the Flanders 72 guy? Yeah, yeah, I think that's him. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does great work. Fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I remember his last name. Shout out to you, Paulo. Yeah, did an awesome job. You don't know me. Well, do you leave me? I know you. White bird, you're crying in your room. And uh, spot solo record, which I'm looking forward to, dude. It's a, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I, got I can't, I can't wait to hear it. 
Ole O'Brien did the artwork for it. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think people will really dig it. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, McCracken's meets cheap trick or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, McCracken's always had that kind of, you know, their Ramones meets cheap trick kind of, you know, that big power pop kind of sound. Yeah. I mean, we've always, we've always tried to like, you know, uh, make the best songs we can, the catchiest songs we can. And using and, the same, uh, same music over and over. Dad, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you, I mean, just the, the egg puns well, is one thing. I don't know how you keep making those, but just these songs are just fucking hit after hit. Every album has a few absolute golden oh, hits. Oh, Nathaniel, I'm blushing. <laughs> I'll tell you something funny. Nate. Yeah. So, with the new album that we're we're recording right now, uh, so Bill Bill goes. Um, so I I finished all the drums about I don't know, a month or two ago, and uh, so he goes to me. He goes, okay, I'm going to start working on the lyrics uh, tonight, and then I got a message from him the next morning. He goes, oh, I, I was up uh, pretty late last night. He goes, I finished all the lyrics for the whole album. <laughs> How do you do it, Bill? Old Milwaukee. Maybe you can get a sponsorship and then get your own like uh, sub brand, <laughs> old Billwalkie. <laughs> I like it. Holy fuck! I like that. You just cross out the M. That wouldn't be too difficult for them to do. It's, like, it's, only, it's got one L too. That's perfect. Like the Acremeister. I like it. I want full credit for that. Of course, get my lawyer to talk to yours. You know how we work. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> so you guys haven't seen each other in a year, huh? Uh, like Spot said, we saw each other through a doorway. Yeah. This whole this new record that's coming out next year, full pandemic record, all done remotely, which was interesting. Do you want to leak the title? Ooh. You can. You yeah, you it? can. This is, this is a dummy room exclusive. <laughs> what is it? It's going to be called uh, Basic Training. What does that mean, Bill? I don't know. We were just kind of going back to basics. We were kind of going for a, a short and sweet vibe, quick and dirty, and uh, yeah, not a lot, not huge production on it stuff. Just the basics and back to basics, right? That's right. Next year, huh? Can't wait, dude. Well, yeah, yeah. We got to find. And we're we're think, thinking we want to put it out as a ten inch, which would be cool, like five songs per side. Yeah. Yeah. You guys haven't put out a ten inch for a while. No, no. Well, not not for about almost thirty years. <laughs> since uh, short and sweet. Holy fuck! I can't believe it's been that long. That's crazy. I know. I feel so young. You look young. Thanks. It's the makeup. <laughs> it's Paul Mollif. I'm soaking in it right now <laughs> on this podcast. Hey, Spot! I remember the first time I saw that you were in Pretty Boy Floyd. I was like, no way. I was in Pretty Boy Floyd. I didn't realize there was two of them. I mean, who? No, the world didn't need two Pretty Boy Floyds, you know, but how, how, how is that? Was that, was that from something? Is that from a movie or something? Or, I mean, what are the odds that two bands are called that? He was a famous yeah. gangster, right? Yeah, he was a famous gangster. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. 1920s. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there was like Pretty Boy Floyd, Machine Gun Kelly, uh, John Dillinger. Uh, all those guys were like, sort of badass, you know, sort of like uh, bank robbers and whatnot back in the back in the 1920s. And, yeah, I, I was in that band when I was like 
1920 and we put out a record and uh charted in the uk and then we're in like hip parader magazine uh-huh. and all these like rock magazines kerrang and then this other band in la came along and uh uh, then we ended up getting into a big legal battle with them and settled out <laughs> of court and whatnot. Uh, it was it was uh, entertaining to say the least. That's crazy. They were a pretty big deal here. The other one. They were they were good. They were almost pop punk, man. I don't know about that. They had some good catchy. They had some good catchy songs. Uh, they were bubblegum, bubblegum glam. <laughs> We've all played in like you know, Phil played in some metal bands. He was in a, <laughs> a metal band that had a, a record out in uh, in uh, what UK. Yeah, they weren't they weren't metal. They were like a hardcore band. Yeah, like, yeah, Ad- hardcore. Ad- yeah. Adversity. They were on a Manic Ears label, and uh, yeah. you, you get it on Discogs. That's a good record. Sounds like early Metallica. What about AC? Where did he come from? I I don't know anything about AC. He he started in. Uh, we actually knew AC from like. When we used to babysit him, didn't we? <laughs> no, I think we first met him. He interviewed us with a Fisher Price tape recorder. That uh, we did, we did this TV show. Uh, you did? Yeah, remember that? It was like no, I don't. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he interviewed us with like a um, this Fisher Price tape recorder at like this uh, TV show that we did. It was like this high budget, uh, like uh, cable access show. That uh, got about a bunch of money pumped into it for some uh, local sort of contest that was going on. They asked us to be involved with it, so he interviewed us, and then he put on a whole bunch of shows at this place called Sealand Hall in North Vancouver, and he was kind of like a local promoter. And he got us. A, we played there with uh, uh, Pansy Division and Groovy Ghoulies. and then when I was in the Retreads, we opened for AFI and. And AC uh, did all those shows. We opened for SNFU and a bunch of other shows. But so he was like, he did a lot of promotion, and and then he played in in some bands uh, as well, like Kid Icarus and Honey Bucket and, and lo- local sort of pop punk bands. We like to call him Man About Town, <laughs> and he knows everybody. I'll say one thing about AC. So yeah, so he played on the live album, obviously. That- it was his second show ever with us. He played with uh, us when we did our "It Ain't Over Easy" CD release ten years ago, <laughs> and then and then this, the the new record that's coming out next year. He he that'll be his first studio album, so we're happy to have him on that. You guys have done how many official live records? Two before this, uh, four. four, four total now. No. Yeah, live at the Lux. Uh, live from Thunderbird Hill, live in Madrid, and the Reduna one. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I guess I only I only know the uh, Thunderbird and Madrid ones. Yeah, the first one, Live at Lux, came out ninety four. Yeah, it was ninety four, and me and Phil did an ad at Maximum Rock and Roll and sold a few copies from the back from ads in that. Um, but it, yeah, it never came. Actually, I, I, I just fucking brought that up in my computer the other day and loaded it up and I'm, I might remaster that. We might put it on Spotify or something because it's pretty funny. Oh yeah. I got to give you that tape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even have a copy. Spot said he's going to yeah. give me a copy of that. I don't even have a yeah. copy of it. It's, it's meant. <laughs> I just, I just had it on a dat tape. So you guys had a live record out before any studio records? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's released. Like I said. Back of Max. We're ahead of our time. 
But I think I think this Reduno thing, the one recorded at Reduno, is just fucking amazing, man. I mean, it sounds so good. The guitars are just banging on it. I love this. The, I love the guitar sounds. This is the first time we've ever had a second guitar player, right? So it it, it really adds to it. I was able to do more of my little leads and stuff that I do on the records. And you were sober. Hundred <laughs> percent sober. First show ever in my life. Yeah. Madrid. I don't know if you know the story, Nate, but oh fucking, we were... I was blackout drunk. Absolutely. Madrid. I don't remember doing that. Seriously. We we spent three hours uh, doing the sound check for that. They brought in this mobile recording unit, and then uh, the guy that was uh, that ran the club or owned the club, uh, El Sol, where we played, he. I uh, said, oh, he goes, you guys aren't going to be going on until about 2 in the morning. So he goes, I'm going to take you guys around uh, town to some of the cool uh, tapas bars. We're like, okay. <laughs> now fast forward to that. And I think by the third tapas bar we went to, we were all just completely hammered. <laughs> and we got to the, we got to the gig and, or the venue. And I remember when we got on stage, I sat behind my, drum, my drums. And I went, holy fuck, am I wasted? <laughs> And then I don't really remember much after that. And then the next morning, we woke up, and Bill woke up in like in like a you know a panic, and he's like, "Oh fuck, oh fuck, did we play last night?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> were we any good?" I'm like, "I don't know. We didn't actually hear <laughs> what what the show was like until what six months later, Bill." Yeah, almost. Yeah, we did they sent us the tapes. And then, and then we couldn't stop. When we first listened to it in the studio, we couldn't stop laughing. And there, there was actually no fix-ups on that album. That was like before I fucked computer recording. So, yeah. we Which is amazing. I was we surprised. Were, I was surprised, man. But we were, like, we were pretty tight. We, I think we had it down. The harmonies were on, you know, even the harmonies were on point, which yeah. is pretty shocking. <laughs> so I usually play really shitty when I'm drunk. I was blackout drunk. I don't remember even doing yeah. the show. I, I think the only reason we probably played good was because that was near the end of the tour and we yeah, were pretty yeah. tight at that point. So it was, I guess, you know, some of it was just muscle memory that, you know, going through it. Every time I still hear it, I still crack up laughing is I think it's after stupid idiot when we get the, the crowd to call, uh, count us back in to the song and all these guys, you know, in, in uh, thick Spanish accents are like, going, one, two, three, four. Like, excuse me, excuse me, are you going to play a song here? <laughs> We're all, like yelling into the mic. I just every time I hear that, I crack right up laughing. That was only on the CD version. It wasn't on the, the vinyl. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we had to edit it down because we, we were fucking talking so much. <laughs> oh yeah, there was so much. There was so much like in between song banter. We had to cut it. Yeah, and our, our, our goal was to, you know, like do a Ramon, just blast for everyone. But I think we fucking put like five minutes of fucking banter <laughs> between every song. Right. We had to go like in between songs, go make pizza. You know. we, could, we couldn't believe we were over in Europe. And, yeah. That show was like total, like backstage was like total Bon Jovi spread. Like <laughs> we had like tons of food and like crazy amounts of booze, like tons of beer, wine vodka a kiki kiki termex from uh, the pleasure fuckers was backstage and he was getting drunk with us and that was a pretty wild night yeah that was fun Mama said that 
I want to talk about, you know, I, I always like the D cracks, right? You know, we were yeah. at Reduno. I, I, I had seen some thing they did live in some studio. I didn't know much about them, but you know that YouTube thing they did, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking awesome live. Um, it's incredible. Anyways, we met them at Reduno, and I fucking bought all the records they had there. And then I fucking just got this the new one, this this uh, Serious Issues. Um, yeah. Got it, ordered it from Amazon a couple weeks ago. And fuck, what a killer album, man. I just <laughs> yeah, want to say that. And plus the last Manges album, too. Fuck, man. These records are fucking incredible. And but those no. guys are so fucking nice, man. Like... The, yeah, we, uh, we were sharing a merch table with those the D cracks guys. Yeah, fucking wicked guys, man. Yeah, super good guys. And I'm fucking jealous because both of them have worked with fucking CJ. The only dealings we had with any Ramones was remember Spot we we remember Lyle made us win the um the <laughs> radio, radio. So we had a buddy that worked at, at a uh, one of the biggest radio stations in Vancouver in '92 on the Audios Amigos or uh, sorry. Uh, Mondo Bizarro tour, and he made us win the contest to meet them. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> the, the fucking show was fucking incredible. I remember the lighting rig. Just, this was at Commodore Ballroom with the best fucking venue in Vancouver. And then we got to go backstage afterwards and meet them all. And that was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. That's well, awesome. And then me and Phil, actually, a couple Dude. years previous, we did the split with the White Trash debutants. I think Phil told you this when he was on the show. But we we had a three-way phone call with Joey and Ginger Coyote from the debutantes, and he said he liked our version of uh, uh, Pinhead, which we did as Egghead on that split. So that, that was surreal, too. I'm like, holy fuck, Joey Ramone's on the phone. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then all of us got to meet him, like I said, at backstage at the Commodore. That was really cool. So they rigged the contest so you guys would win it, huh? Oh, yeah, because yeah. they knew I was the big, one of the biggest fucking fans <laughs> ever. That's the best. Yeah. And the super lucky winners of the two free tickets for tonight's Ramones concert are Riff Randall and Kate Rambo. Oh, man, I can't wait. You got me excited now, dude. I did not expect to be talking about a new McCracken's record. Oh, uh, we didn't either, but it's gonna it's turning out good, I think. Yeah. You guys sound excited for it. Well, it must watch, be pretty good, huh? Watch it fucking die a fast death. <laughs> oh, so anyways remember we told you it's like short and sweet um, yeah, yeah. So all, all 10 songs are like two minutes or less it's like super fucking short uh, and we're not we're not going overboard on like uh, massive layered harmonies and whatnot. I can't wait I don't care dude it's gonna be good yeah uh, the songs the songs kick, kick ass I, they get my full endorsement <laughs> cool and you guys are gonna record a 30th anniversary album yeah, yeah, it's it's half it's half finished as well. Yeah, oh, we've been man. working on it for nine years. It got shelved, and then we we resurrected it. Uh, Michael in New Jersey is going to lose his mind when he hears this. <laughs> Mikey Roma, hey, hey Mikey, hey Mikey, he he likes it. He sent me a skateboard, dude. He sent me one skateboard. Too. That's awesome. Those are awesome. Uh, unbelievable. I I got to find space on a wall to hang it. Why don't you fucking ride that shit, Nathaniel? <laughs> Too old for that shit, man. <laughs> uh, my son, he's 12. He started skating now. And oh. uh, he's always like, sh- you know, I'm always kind of being a wise ass about how I could skate. And then he gives me the skateboard and I, nah, nah, I know better than that. Yeah, you know, break, I'll break my neck. Exactly. <laughs> my, my daughter, she's skating too. She fucking cool. has had to buy the fucking best Vans skater shoes and shit. 
Nice. <laughs> I'd like to make an announcement. I gotta yeah. go piss on a tree. <laughs> what about a, f- a hydrant? <laughs> no, it's gonna be a tree. I'll be right back. <laughs> Yeah, he's doing it. He's do- seeing if we could hear it. Spot McCracken and the Leg Humpers. I told him he should have been called the band that. But so, what'd you think of Phil's album, or not album? But you, you, you were involved with that. I did. Yeah, I did a couple. EP? I did a couple leads on it. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, when I, I first like ever heard that, I didn't know he could sing like that. Yeah, oh, fuck Jesus he's... Christ, man. Yeah, Phil's a fucking good singer when he fucking wants to be. Right, <laughs> Philip. Listening, Philip. He's probably not listening. And and he's he's singing a new song on on the one of the new records too. And he wrote the lyrics for I got him to do it. It's about hockey fights, goons. It's called Goon Town, actually. I'm stoked, man. You guys will have to send it to me early. Of course, man. <laughs> yeah, we're looking forward to it because, like, yeah, it's been ten years since we had a, a real record, and so the, the live album is kind of a, a re reintroduction. <laughs> it's such a good one. I mean, people are going to be blown away by it. I hope. I mean, so. I, I did the D-Cracks, um, the D-Cracks live. Oh, that's, Reduno, that sounds I fucking put, awesome. That sounds killer. Like I did, they're getting some really good recordings out of there. That's that's Bruno, right? Yeah, all the all the basic tracks were fucking really well recorded. So, really had a lot a lot of good tracks to work with. I've always thought it was cool that you guys just never stopped. You never try to change your sound, you know. Like some bands, you know, they kind of venture away for a little bit, Wait, you know. Don't you think we kind of did like with albums like Bad Out of Shell and stuff? We kind of went off on a tangent. <laughs> <a couple times. laughs> <laughs> don't you I don't think? Know. Yeah, that 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 album like that took us a, a year to record. Some some of the songs had like eighty tracks of backing. Well, that was supposed to be our our hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> hysteria, huh? Yeah, that that was an insane process. Spot lose an arm or what? I I almost lost an arm when we recorded it. <laughs> Remember that, Bill? No. When we, when we did the drums, when we did the drums in the oh, studio, like fourteen hours straight. <laughs> that was it, insane. We, I didn't yeah, I didn't they, know they, any of the songs except we, for a few. Yeah, we do drums at the studio, and we we do it at, uh, in, uh, the midnight shift because it was cheaper. And Spot didn't know the song, so I'm showing him on the spot, and we're there like till like nine in the morning. And, he, and the last ones, he's just fucking, he's fucking delusional. Oh, yeah, because we, you would jam on the song like four times maybe, and then I go, okay, I got, I got all the patterns, and then we'd record it, and then so we did that, you know, through the night, and then I think we were on like, what did we do, fifteen songs, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think we were on like song twelve or thirteen. And I was like, my arm felt like a tree stump. My ass was completely asleep. <laughs> and, and Bill goes to me, he goes, he goes, you know, we can do the last few acoustic if you want. I'm like, no, no, let's <laughs> keep going. Let's get it done. Gone this far. But yeah, that was that was brutal. And then we, but we spent like yeah a year mixing that and recording it, and I I, I thought it turned out great. That Some people it. didn't really didn't really think it was like a McCracken's record, so to speak. Yeah, it's, it's, it was is pretty polished, and which I I like it. I thought, for what it is, uh, it's a it's a pretty good album. I like it. I'll you like it? Yeah. So, like summer life, like the backing vocals yeah. on that were fucking insane. That was done on what your 
That was the last album you did on the old computer. Yeah, I told Nate it was a Pentium 200 with 256 (laughs) gigs of RAM or megs of RAM. That was fucking crazy, man. That doesn't even seem like it'd be possible. It 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 was. I use this this software (laughs) called Creamware Triple Dat, a German company. It was kind of like Pro Tools for PC and had really good sound card and stuff. And Hmm. it yeah, fucking did the job. And I did a couple of records. I did a couple of records on that. I did um, the first record I did on that was the Ramones "Too Tough to Die," which was like the the fucking learning curve for that thing. And then, <laughs> and then I did yeah, "Back to the Crack," and and "Exit" was done on that. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. and it it ain't over easy. Yeah, and first album I. First album I did on Pro Tools on my new rig was a Doubtfire. That was my learning learning album. Wow. I think yeah. I think with it, it it ain't over easy though. We did the bulk of the tracks at at the Hive Studio, and then we did like vocals and then you did like lead guitar tracks. Yeah, I, I did the we did bass, guitar, and rhythm tracks, and then I I did all the leads and vocals um, um, on my computer. Yeah. Yeah. And at, at your place. That's right. Yeah. Exit and it ain't over easy. Just sound amazing. Like I would never guess that you would you could have pulled it off on something like that. Yeah, like total. <laughs> to, no one would believe we recorded it on this shit because it was so welly. <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember what someone told me. I remember, I remember, I remember what someone showed me. What I see is what I do. You sound your face and I will do. My hands, the kind of cat, the drama dance. guys well hey man um it's getting late so i'll let you go um i just appreciate you guys coming on and you're welcome back anytime and come back with that new album and we'll we'll play some stuff hey thanks for having us nate we <laughs> appreciate the sport and thanks yeah. for being involved in the new live record that's awesome and uh totally. yeah love your show thank you uh, yeah thanks a lot nate much appreciated and uh and uh when when uh my solo album comes out. I'll I'll fire off uh, a few few songs over to you, or the album over to you. You can uh, you can awesome. Uh, oh hey Nate, yeah. I need to, I need to throw one more 
uh, thing to one of my buddies who I'm missing his birthday tonight. I want to say happy birthday to my buddy Steve Atkinson, who's the big 44 tonight. And uh, Damn. I had I had to bail out of his little birthday thing in his backyard early to come to this. So happy birthday, oh. buddy! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Can I give a shout out as well? No. I like to give a shout out to Tom Arnold. <laughs> Tom Arnold has been uh, uh, my mentor for the last forty-five years, and uh, <laughs> I love you, Tom. Tom Arnold. Tom what? Arnold. Okay, well, I'm going to do a shout out to Roseanne then. <laughs> Maybe we can get them back together. <laughs> well, if J Lo and Affleck can get back together, Tom and Roseanne can. Did you guys ever see that South Park where Affleck had the hand painted up as J-Lo or whatever? No. I didn't see that. <laughs> I love you gotta that see shit. that. It's fucking hilarious. So, all right, dudes. Well, I appreciate you guys hanging out. And um, like I said, you're always welcome back. Thanks, yeah, thanks a lot, All right. Uh, next week, I don't know what time. Actually, there will be no show next week because I need a week off. I got a, I got a bunch of work shit to do. But um, after that, I got some cool shit coming up. So... We'll see you guys then. Thanks for all the likes. Thanks for all the listens. We'll see you guys later. Bye. It's too so damn your pillow and your face look up well outside. Nothing seems to matter except you find it all in hiding behind. Feel like an inside for the winter just like a bunch of you made it halfway. Maybe it's not up to me to pull you through but I'm trying. But I can't promise anything for this to start. And it came right from my heart. You've been saving opportunities you cry. Save them for a rainy day of time. Might be licking his balls because he can. <laughs>